you're exactly right. The power of a praying parent, in this case, a praying mom, is just undeniable. Um, that that rock solid, in this case, matriarch of the family, who who really just knew that the Lord had something big for her son. You know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and she she would quote that, and she would say that to him, even in his in his stupor and in his you know alcoholism, and and she would constantly remind him that the Lord had big plans for him. You know, in today's day and age, it is very difficult to find films that you can show your kids. Everybody still watches movies. And to try and restrict your teens and your later teens and even your 20s from movies, it just doesn't work. So you got to find good ones. And that's a chore and a half. What about finding a good film that's entertaining, but then also promotes the faith? Promotes praying where you can actually see in the actions of the characters real-life portrayal of faith down on their knees where they're actually praying, they're actually doing it amidst horrific struggles. There is such a film. It's called Paul's Promise, and it's coming out real soon. We're going to talk to one of the producers and stars on this episode of The Jonathan Weston Show. Stay tuned. Ryan O'Quinn, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, John Hendry. Glad to be here. Very good. Well, I'm going to begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, Ryan, first of all, thank you for making this film, for uh, giving us something wholesome to show our kids again. Well, that's a huge compliment. I, I appreciate that. And that's that's one of the goals uh, at our company. My production company is called Damascus Road Productions. Uh, and you and your audience can probably glean some inference there. But uh, one of the things we look at is exactly that. You know, as we look to green light pictures and, and take projects and, and products out into the marketplace, we like to think uh, through generational uh, demographics and think, you know, if this is this a project that I can sit with? And this is a real life example, by the way, my 96 year old grandmother on one side and my 10 year old son on the other side and not have to, uh, you know, scrub past something or, or try to explain something afterwards or be embarrassed and, you know, sink down into that couch. We've all been in that situation. And so this is one of those those films that we're so proud of that kind of ticks the box for for all generations. OK, so Paul's promise is actually a real life story. What's what's the story behind the story? That's right. It's a real story. And we all, we often um, gravitate toward biopics as well for a number of reasons. Um, for one thing, you can argue with somebody's faith. I mean, you know, you, you and I are, are well aware that, you know, uh, with, with the pros and cons of social media, you can yell at each other all day long, but you can't argue with somebody's true story. And, and that oftentimes widens the what we often think of as a shotgun scatter of a marketing demographic of who's actually going to see this movie. We think that the church audience will come. They are adherents and will often show up for a film like this. But when you add the element of a true story biopic on that, you widen the audience, a perseverance story, a true story, a real life story. And that was the case with Paul Holderfield Sr. He was a real person uh, in the late 1960s, in the, the height of the civil rights movement in our country. He was, by his own admission, uh, a ne'er-do-well is kind of how he described himself. He was a bigot, a racist 
kind of a not a great guy uh, who lived in North Little Rock, Arkansas, and was surrounded by, again, his words, just a group of rednecks, and uh, was a firefighter. And and um, despite his upbringing of having a, a black childhood best friend, he was uh, the son of a sharecropper and grew up very poor uh, in the rural areas of northern uh, Arkansas. And having he had a black best friend, and then as is perhaps we are wont to do, we, we kind of fall away from that sometimes and, and run in with the wrong crowd. And he uh, he sort of abandoned his his remembrance of his childhood best friend, and and by his own admission was just just not a great guy, just a bigot. And uh, the Lord, among other things, is a long story there, but it's particularly um, in thanks to his mother who who prayed for him his entire life. And asked him to really examine this faith, to really take a look at this Jesus thing. And, and essentially on what was her deathbed, hence the name of the, the movie, he made a, a promise to his mother that he would look into faith. And when he did, it made all the difference. And he did a complete 180 uh, in his life and sought the Lord and ultimately started one of the first uh, integrated churches in the American South and became the senior pastor of that church that still exists today. One of the most beautiful portrayals in the film is the mum whose faith is so strong. I think it it strikes a lot of us, uh, like me, I mean, I, I reverted to the faith after my dad did basically what the mom in the film did, prayed, prayed and prayed and prayed and suffered. And uh, it, it, I literally remember coming home from dance clubs at two and three in the morning, seeing my dad still kneeling on the ground and sometimes having fallen asleep on the bed, but still kneeling. And of course, at the time, I thought to myself, what a silly old man. But that's so struck in the film. It was so powerful with the mom in the film and all the kneeling. It was beautiful, as powerful as, as anything. I, just beautiful. What did, where did that come from for you guys? You're exactly right. The power of a praying parent, in this case, a praying mom, is just undeniable. Um, that that rock solid, in this case, matriarch of the family who who really just knew that the Lord had something big for her son, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11. And she, she would quote that and she would say that to him, even in his, in his stupor and in his, you know, alcoholism. And, and she would constantly remind him that the Lord had big plans for him. And so the movie is based on a book that um, Paul Holderfield Sr., who I play in the movie, um, he co-authored a book called Brother Paul. And it was really a, somewhat of an homage to his mother, who, who was exactly that person in his life. And we, we depict that straight from the book and straight from his own story. You know, even when she was on, uh, on essentially her last leg, she, she struggled. You see that in the film. She struggles to get out of the bed and she kneels next to the bed. And even, you know, in her last, her last hours, she, she fervently and adamantly prayed for her son and just asked him to really examine the Lord and to take a look at his life and his choices. And, and when he did, it would make all the difference. And so Linda Pearl, who plays, um, who plays my mother in the movie, is just extraordinary. She's been nominated a number of times and won several film festival awards as best actress in the movie well deserved and she she pulled it off with a plum she's just incredible in the film and, and depicts that praying mother in my opinion just perfectly it's hard to say anything about it it's just so so moving so very real the want to do this is is hard because it it depicts i think what's so real the lord sometimes when he calls us to pray for particular things and and i think for every parent the thing you pray for most is the holiness of your children faithfulness of your children because you want for them that relationship with Christ that you have. You want it more for them because they're more deserving of it than you. Sometimes that has a massive cost. 
and uh, in this film that that cost is portrayed so well as well. Um, there have been many instances in the lives of the saints uh, where they basically tell our Lord, let me take some of your cross with you. Like, you know, if you love me, take up your cross and follow me so that you might reach out to them, to my children. The only thing I ask for you is, is for you to look after my children. And uh, here is that <laughs> the mother came across so well on that regard. And she was so sure of the fidelity of our Lord um, that she could see it, despite the fact that Paul couldn't um, and everyone else doubted it. It was amazing. Even his own wife, you know, that, that, that kind of pivotal moment in the film when uh, Paul's own wife, Barbara, really didn't believe that, that Paul could change or would change. And there's this touching moment in the movie when, when Linda, who plays the mother, just reaches up and touches um, her daughter-in-law and says, don't, don't give up. Don't give up hope. There is change and change is possible through the Lord. But you're exactly right. You know, all of us who are parents have that, that um, prayer without ceasing that, you know, we would train up our children in the ways of the Lord and they would not depart from it. You know, that's our, that's one of our goals. This side of heaven is to train them up in the faith. And, and again, just having that, that person in your life, my mother, by the way, um, was that person in my life. She, she was just a prayer warrior in every sense of the word. The project was first brought to me, uh, um, and I don't feel like I'm, I'm revealing, you know, family secrets or anything, but the, when I first read the, the story and the script and looked at the book, it was very much like my own father and his relationship with his mother. She was a, a woman of faith and, and, you know, with my father, even into his thirties and forties, she was praying for him and about him. And was kind of the number one prayer request on her prayer list was about her son, which was my dad. And so there were so many elements. And, and again, you know, you and I've talked about it before, but there are no coincidences, you know, the, the, when the Lord's hand is in it. And as I read that story, I really saw my own family and a little bit of my family tree and, and the history of, of my lineage portrayed in somebody else's story. And so um, full disclosure, I wasn't slated to play the role of Paul Holderfield. And uh, one of our executive producers, Nick Logan, reached out to my wife, of all things, who's also a producer on the movie. And at risk of going to my my agents or managers, you know, he, he didn't come to me first, but he actually went to my wife, who was, who was a producer, and said, hey, and, and by the way, unbeknownst to him about any of this history in my own family, but uh, he said to her, do you think Ryan would consider taking on the role of, of Paul Holderfield? And uh, and she and I, she had been thinking of that and, and uh, talked to me about it. And, and we didn't want to press the issue at all. But it's, it's again, one of those moments where the Lord orchestrates and, and puppeteers things and times in, in our lives where it, it just worked out well. And so um, kind of, a, you know, behind the, behind the scenes uh, uh, reveal here, I brought some of that character of my own family into the role of Paul Holderfield. And my mother, I was also present when my mom passed away in 1995, just again, just a, a solid prayer warrior, woman of faith. Um, and I was by her side and, and calling on all of those emotions in that moment when we filmed, uh, you know, it was just, just, just a blessing, I think. Just a quick note before we return. If you would like to stay up to date on LifeSite's coverage of the latest life, family, and culture news, subscribe to one of our many newsletters by going to lifesitenews.com slash subscribe. And if you'd like to help us bring our truth-telling coverage to millions around the world, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation at give.lifesitenews.com. And now, back to the video. It certainly was 
as powerful as can be. The the depiction of the father's role in 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 being such a negative influence on the son, and that sort of asking for forgiveness that the mom does. Whoa! Did that ever reach powerful heights? Because there's so much in parenting that you don't know. It's not her fault, but she wants to apologize anyway. I was blown away. It was. It's so. It's deep for a film. You're yes, you're dealing with reality, but just beautiful. Well, thank you for that. And I have to, you know, credit the writers as well for that. Even though that was in part of the true story, and and. There was a certainly a reconciliation moment, and and uh, Minnie Holderfield in real life felt that she owed that to her son because she stayed with an abusive husband, uh, you know, for part of their childhood, uh, and and she felt responsible for that and and offered um, asked for forgiveness of that, and so the writers I think beautifully weaved that into the storyline, and we and we had good conversation, great conversations about it here. What what does that look like? And we. We called in, uh, you know, some some outside help and had other. Uh, there's a pastor that's on my staff as well, and we we called in some folks and really examined, what, you know, theological elements of this, and and again brought it into real life. How how have we been affected in this way, and what does this look like? And and while we don't want to obviously in any way um, uh, condone staying with someone who's abusive, in this particular instance, the in real life, the mother chose that route and then apologized to the son for it, and his life was shaped by it. And there was just some really interesting kind of nuanced moments that are true to real life that many, many people have to go through. And so we kind of walk through that uh, gently, but through the lens of a Christian worldview. And what, what is hope on the other side of that? Ryan, where can people see the film? When can people see the film? And um, how should they learn more about it? You can go to paulspromisemovie.com and find out a ton of information there. There's a theaters tab, and it'll tell you where the film is playing near you. But we open nationwide around the country uh, in theaters on October 21st. Okay, and one of the things that we want to get to as well is, can church groups get hold of this and do showings themselves? Because that's been, sometimes, I know for our nation up here in Canada, such films often just don't make it. Uh, there tends to be some kind of, I would say, prejudice, but who knows, uh, against such things. Is it possible for church groups to do showings like was done with The Passion of the Christ? Absolutely, yeah. In fact, that same website, paulspromisemovie.com, there, there's a couple of options there. One is just a, a general contact tab where you can you know, pop in a, a quick email to the um, to the distributors, but also there's a demand tab as well that will, will end up in the same mailbox, but you can click on the demand tab saying, hey, I would love to see this in my area. There's also a group tickets tab so if it doesn't make it to Canada, and, and at the moment there's a, only a domestic release so far, there will be a, a worldwide release uh, a little bit afterwards. But we definitely are interested in licensing it to to churches and for uh, you know large group settings. And so all of that can be done through the Paul's Promise Movie website. And we're happy to do that. Well, let me mention also, John Henry, that um, there is also an accompany, accompanying um, devotional. Uh, if you go to the uh, Version Bible app, the Bible app that many of us use on our on our devices, um, there is a devotional, a Paul's Promise devotional that um, corresponds and sort of parallels the theme of the movie, and it's a free, uh, free devotional, daily devotional app that that uh, goes alongside the movie. So feel free to check that out. Awesome, Brian. Any closing words? Thank you. I just wanted to say thank you to you and to your audience for uh, for having us on the program. I'm a big fan, and uh, I'm just still honored to be here. And we're we're excited about this film. We we think that it will it will change hearts, not by anything that we did 
certainly nothing that I did, but um, the power of the Lord uh, and, and his infinite wisdom is, is right there on the screen. So our prayer from inception all the way through distribution is that lives will be changed. And at the very least, we want people uh, when the when the lights come on and they're sweeping up the popcorn, people to at the very least know that there is something bigger than they are. And most importantly, that hope is found in Jesus Christ. And that's our goal. Amen to that. And a great, wholesome film from which you will leave not only just satisfied that you saw something great, really inspired, inspired especially as a parent and hopefully as a son too, uh, to do the right thing. Just amazing. Great work, Ryan, uh, to you and all your team. God bless you. Thank you so much. And God bless all of you. And we'll see you next time. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this video. And to see more like this, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. So check out our links in the description to read more, sign up for our newsletter, and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all of the latest life, family, and culture news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.